Hey everyone, it's Ed Russo. Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. And I've mm -hmm. also got uh, my partner in crime. Wait, what crime are we uh, doing there? I don't I don't want to participate in crime. It's uh, Tom Russell from CBS, <laughs> um, CBS 21. Well, well, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to catch up with you, man. You know, we all, we all get so busy uh, in summertime. You were on vacation, then I was on vacation. So this would be a good chance to uh, catch up a little bit. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's still kind of like a hybrid situation of working in the building and working from home. Right. Still doing the, the podcast uh, from home. And, you know, some stuff we've just found, it's, you know, it's easier to do. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of worked out a little bit. Right, You're right because about you and I don't, we're not necessarily in the building at the same time. And uh, Rarely, the best yeah. way to record a podcast, we now have the capability to do it from home, so we can just knock it out then. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we appreciate you checking them out. Of course, if you've missed any of the past episodes, you can always check that out at cbs21.com. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, start by talking about heat. Uh, here we are almost halfway through the summertime, and uh, I got to admit, hotter than I thought it would be. You know, last year was, was so hot, uh, you know, measured by days in the 90s, and we've already surpassed the last year a little bit, at least at this point in the summer. So I think we're up to, what, 15 days, 90 or above? And uh, it's it's been a hot one, especially as we got into July. Now, if you remember, we had two spouts of rather cool uh, in between there. So I kind of thought that would dominate. And that was my thinking going into summer, that that the, the cools would pull down the, the overall highs and keep us, uh, you know, around average. But uh, such has not been the case. I think June was about three degrees above average. And obviously, July has been very hot. So I've been wrong about that. But I think moving forward, things may uh, be more of an even keel. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think so, too. And, you know, what's interesting is those hot days that we've had, I mean, we've had several days of, like, not just 98 plus, yeah. but, like, 95. 98, plus. we hit one day. Yep, you're yeah. right. And, you know, I think uh, I think what's so startling about the the whole heat that just hasn't been happening, you know, affecting the, the Northeast, but... Uh, wow, what happened in the Pacific Northwest was... Yeah, that was uh, off the charts. And you were in the Pacific Northwest. Now, was it hot when you were there? Yeah, so I, you know, the a couple days after I left is... So this was back last week of June. Okay. A couple days after I left is when it really is really got bad. I, You know, I, it, it was in the mid-90s in, in the Portland area. But I'll tell you... Uh, the following week, Portland got up to 115. Seattle got up. I mean, when do you think of Seattle getting up to 110 degrees? Never. And one of the things everybody kept pointing out is they, you know, they're not built for that. They don't have air conditioning in most residential homes. And, uh, you know, that really puts uh, a big stress on everybody when you can't get any relief. Right. And, you know, and the reason that a lot of places there don't have AC is the same reason Miami doesn't have snowblowers. Exactly. You it know, just doesn't happen. Yeah. So you're talking about a, a heat that you can't escape. And I, I know people have always said, oh, I wouldn't mind living in the Southwest. It's 100, 110. Oh, it's a dry heat. Well, <laughs> when we say heat index of 110, that's we're saying that because it's really hot. So right. 110, dry or not, is super, it's super, hot. super hot. So, yeah, it's a, it's a scary situation when you can't, you know, escape that you know and and it gets that 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 hot i mean just just unbelievable yeah and as you, to that point they're not arid like it is in the southwest they get the moisture off the, mm -hmm. off the pacific and stuff so it's still a humid uh, miserable experience yeah 
Yeah, it can be. It's certainly not like, you know, what you would experience in Phoenix or, or Death Valley, California. And our highest ever here is, what, 107, right? Uh, so we've never even been to the 110s and 112s. Yeah, I, I think the highest ever in Pennsylvania was 1936 in Phoenixville, of all places. Got up to 111. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I thought yeah. oh, maybe I'm thinking Harrisburg. Then. Yeah, so Harrisburg, Harrisburg I think, is the highest. Well, you know, 107. But that was in 1966, I think. Right, but you know, Oregon and Washington, they saw several days in a row of temperatures way higher than Pennsylvania's ever been. Wow, so, that really puts it yeah, in perspective. Quite startling. I'm, and, and you know, you know, the, the with just the topography of the West and and everything, and the geography that does, they are. It is more likely for Pacific Northwest states to get 110 degree heat, more so than than more likely than Pennsylvania, because they've had, you know, heat where they've had temperatures above 110 before. It's just, right. I guess, what made this so pronounced was that it was it was multiple days in a row. Right. It just wasn't a day and then broke. It was multiple days. Right, because normally you have, you know. And that same day, Portland got up to 115 right along the coast, which is, you know, an hour away. What didn't get out of the 60s. Wow. So it's just it, it's a it, just amazing how variable it can be. But they did have excessive heat warnings right up to the coast, which wow. Pacific Northwest, incredibly rare. Because water never warms up there. I mean, in the highest it ever yeah. gets, maybe 55, 60. Yeah, if that, right. right. It's always chilly. Mm -hmm. You actually did some surfing when you were out there, right? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, again, the water's super cold. Always got to have a wetsuit. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, you know, it wasn't like it was. It was yeah. manageable. It wasn't huge. I mean, the, the, their big wave season is usually um, it's usually you know in the winter, bigger storms, bigger surf. So it was you know kind of kind of you know on par with East Coast Jersey where I normally go. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, at least you got in the water a little yep. bit. Yep. Um, all right. Let's talk hurricane season. Uh, we've obviously had a, a quick start here, up to five named storms um, uh, so far. And uh, as we record this, Elsa moving off the East Coast and and moving on. Uh, so Colorado State, one of the forecast uh, centers that that puts out a seasonal forecast, actually upped their numbers uh, just this week. So uh, they have uh, now 20 named storms and nine hurricanes and four majors and i was reading uh some of the reasons for that is they think uh we're kind of on a la nino watch which means chances of el nino are extremely low and el nino is the one that typically reduces atlantic hurricane activity so uh without that situation then there's more likely to be uh, more activity uh the other thing they mentioned was uh very warm waters in the caribbean and uh, we've seen some of these, uh, you know, storms move through there and then move up the East Coast. Um, let's see here. They also talked about uh, very robust West African monsoons so far. So they look at these really big meteorological factors, you know, far away and in different parts of the world. And, uh, you know, so a lot of times an active monsoon season can mean an active tropical season in the Atlantic as well. So again, their numbers have been upped a little bit and everything was already above average. So I think we're, uh, we're certainly on our way to an accelerated season. Yeah. And, and remember, you know, we're, we're still kind of at the, you know, the, the beginning, beginning. Yeah. you know, it started June 1st and typically we get into peak like late August into September. 
Yeah, September 10 is the peak, so uh, we're still a long way from that. Yep, and already at uh, Elsa. Only on the E name. Uh, so that kind of translates into into rainfall. So uh, this rainfall that we had, uh, you know, Thursday of this week, really good. Uh, nice, healthy rain. A lot of folks were complaining that the lawns were getting brown and whatnot. So we're actually still a little bit behind as far as rain goes. But I think we're doing pretty good. I mean, a lot of times by mid-July, you can be in the in the hot and dry situation. And we have not been there. Right. And I know a lot of people, you know, had, some people asked me yesterday, said, oh, is this part of Elsa? And it's like... You know, there's a couple of ways to answer that. I'd say, right. I'd say no. I, you know, I technically it's no, but it certainly helped pump a, a lot of that right, tropical right. moisture. Right. So when you get a tropical system that moves in from the south right up the east coast, it's basically, you know, it's a, it was, you know, it's, it's still a tropical storm, and preceding a tropical storm, the air ahead of a tropical storm and surrounding it really is tropical. So when you get that tropical air mass that's being forced north, northward with the storm, uh, whatever rain develops, you could get some pretty heavy heavy rain out of it. So yeah, it wasn't necessarily part of the the storm itself, but it was part of the same you know air mass, so to right. speak. That was that was that was riding up the coast. Yeah, my wife asked the same question, and then she's like. Is this some kind of weather double talk answer? I'm like, no, no. Right. The tropical moisture, uh, you know, was helped be put in place by Elsa, but it's technically not Elsa. <laughs> so right, right. I hate those kind of answers, but it's the truth. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's not, sometimes it's just not as intuitive as you think. Right, yeah. right. All right, so let's talk rainfall moving forward. I still see a fairly active pattern. I don't see us getting real dry, do you? No, no, no. I mean, uh, I think even even through the upcoming weekend, uh, mainly Sunday, you know, it's just, we get these, we get these fronts that, that slide through and kind of stall. They don't move very fast. Right. So they just become the focus for precipitation. So I think there's a pretty good chance that we could at least, um, our deficit could become neutral, you know, maybe within the next couple of weeks. If yeah, the pattern I continues. Yeah, I don't see the pattern breaking too much. I think we're headed back into the 90s again. And uh, with that heat, that usually helps trigger those afternoon storms. And that's certainly been the pattern. So I think, uh, as you mentioned, over the next couple of weeks, we'll kind of stay in that pattern, which is fine. I'd rather have that than, than be too dry. Right. Uh, we, we haven't had a ton of severe weather. We've had our days of, of some wind damage, but, uh, you know, tornadic damage and, and really nasty stuff. We had a couple of trees in the homes that were bad. Uh, but all in all, it hasn't been too bad, don't you think? No, no. I know we did have a. I, I think one of the one of the more impressive, you know, severe weather incidents that we had recently. It was actually last weekend, I believe. I've been I've been filling in a lot. If you haven't noticed, now, now Tom's back with a major tan, by the way. <laughs> Thank um, you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you you like a definitely the 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 silver the fox look, yeah. on the air now. <laughs> so, right. yeah. I don't know what that means, but I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, it's a compliment. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we've uh, we had a, a hail event in Hershey. Uh, last weekend or you know a few days ago and there yep. was like a 1.25 inch diameter hail that's some serious hail yeah for for pennsylvania yeah i mean that that's half dollar size i mean typically yeah. we don't get and it was just one that was the only storm that popped up that day oh right right, right. Under, like half the area was under a severe thunderstorm watch and 
that was the only storm. It blew up over Harrisburg. It went from a small yep. puffy cumulus cloud to a full-blown storm in 10 minutes. Right, and went, then moved over Hershey, Palmyra, Campbelltown, that area. Yeah, knocked trees over in Campbelltown and produced quite a bit of hail in, uh, in uh, what was it? Yeah, Hershey. And what was, Hershey. was crazy, and this is why weather's so fascinating to me. That, that was a hot day. That was like 96, 97 degrees. And that right. same day, we had balls of ice falling out of the sky. You know? <laughs> That's why we love it, man, right? We love it. You know, the freezing level was pretty low that day. But despite, so basically, the, you know, typically the freezing level is pretty high this time of the year because we're in summer. Right. But that right. particular day, it was low, somewhat low in the sky. So you, these storms could explosively develop because of all the heat. They grow vertical and they tap into that sub freezing environment, which is usually over. It's a fat. 10,000 feet easy during the summer, but oh, it, easy. it was easy. it was pretty low in the sky. So these storms didn't have to tap into much height to really get that ingredient or temperature uh, below freezing to, to make the hail. But the fascinating part, like you said, it was just that one cell that blew up. Like uh, the whole area was under very similar meteorological conditions, mm -hmm. the heat, the humidity. But we always talk about the cap. Where does that cap break? So kind of think of a, uh, a hat on the atmosphere. And if you can blow that hat off, then bam, it's all systems go. Right. And that's what happened with them. The, the eastern part of the state really blew up into New Jersey yeah. over towards Long Island. And we just saw that one storm, which was pretty, pretty feisty. So... Uh, but yeah, haven't seen any like major, major severe weather events, but I think it looks like a lot of the storms in the coming days are going to be, uh, they could be feisty, but I'm not looking at any, it doesn't look like anything major in terms of severe weather. Yeah, what we look for, like for tornadoes and, and really severe situations are upper level winds that are just screaming. You know, you get that, uh, we call that river of air, that jet stream uh, way above us. And we really haven't been in the path of that. Uh, so that's why we haven't seen anything too outrageous, um, but we always have to be on guard for that. So uh, we hope that folks are, are prepared either way, but hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed and stay away from, from any major damage. So um, moving forward, we're talking about uh, ample rainfall, so kind of staying average, like you said, maybe catching up a little bit. Still going to be hot. Uh, any predictions longer term? Do you think we dried it out maybe in August and uh, toward the end of the... I mean, with how wet uh, we've been, you know, statistically you could argue, and, and again, you know august we kind of get into i believe that's tends to be one of the kind of the more drier months of, sure. of summer um now barring we don't get hit with a tropical storm right that would be the wild card you're right right so that's always a wild card and you know typically august and you know i i, I will say elsa the track elsa take takes right up the coast you know mm -hmm. this is still kind of early for that kind of track just going riding up the coast like that typically we get those tropical systems that move up that way, you know, maybe second half of July into August and especially September. Right. So that's that's a track we look for typically, you know, you know, August, September. Um, so and, interesting. Yeah, for, What's that? For us to get big rain out of that, you usually look for those ones that make landfall around Louisiana, uh, even Mississippi, and then they come up the coast. So if you think about Elsa, that came up through the Florida Big Bend. So that track usually ends up being a little too east for us, as was the case. So you, know, you and I have talked about the ones that really pique our interest are the ones that come on shore in East Texas or Louisiana or Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly that's exactly what uh, what a couple of them did that last year. Last season? Yeah, definitely. Laura, Charles, the ones Laura, that came. Delta, yeah. Yeah. if I can rec recall. So. 
crazy. Um, so before we let you go, uh, any uh, cicada updates or is the uh, cicada season over? Wow, Ed's, Ed's gone quiet on cicadas. Yes, he really has. Ed stopped so. singing. Well, it's interesting you asked that question because uh, I pitched a story yesterday and I said, this is the last cicada story, I promise. <laughs> well, uh, what, what would the story be? Well, though? you know, a lot of the orchards in northern York County have taken a hit. Be because of the damage they do, or the, what do you mean? Damage. So the female, she sticks a. It's a. It's a sharp. Oh, oh the way they cut the, the female. It's called the ovipositor, and that's where the eggs come out. So she cuts right. a slit in the branch with her ovipositor, lays lays the eggs, and you know when if there's enough slits, if she cuts a, if a if females cut enough slits in a particular branch, the branch will die. Yeah, so if you've been, if, if you've been driving around that, you know, if you go between York and Harrisburg, I'd say once you get, I'd say Strinestown, Newberry, Yokumtown, yep. those areas, if you notice all of the dead branches in the tree line, that's from cicada, that's called tree flagging. Um, it's, it's cicada damage. Have you seen, have you seen any of trees like that? No, well, you know, I live north of Hershey, so I, we haven't seen any real cicada action here right. at all. But you've been telling me once you get over to the other side of Research Summit and you head down 83, it really is a different ballgame. So, right. no, I haven't seen much here. Yeah, northern York County and pockets of Cumberland County, especially Lower Allen Township. And is Mount Gretna over in, like, that's in Lebanon, right? It's not Lebanon, Gretna. correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, even a, a bunch of areas right off the turnpike, you know, you'll notice these brown dead looking branches in the trees like some trees just have dead leaves everywhere um but you know northern york county especially is taking a big hit and and some of the orchards there the smaller trees um a lot of the fruit will now not grow so the, the yield you know the, the yield of some of these orchards of the fruit they're going to produce could be heavily impacted and they so, won't feel that until the fall, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm talking to uh, I'm going to an orchard in Mount Airy uh, next week to to talk to you know a, a mm. orchard owner about about uh, this because they're really you know now that the cicadas are all gone, these branches are really starting to die. So you're starting to see uh, kind of the aftermath. I mean, in general, these things are harmless, but it's just those small trees you have to watch right. out for. And, and really, honestly, as far as crops go, uh, orchards are probably the most concerning when it comes to these. So, well, hopefully they, uh, don't make out okay in the long run. Yeah, no, they, no, there is going to be loss, but there's still a lot of fruit that they're going to be able to bear. So, well, that's good to hear. Maybe they'll season it with the leftover cicadas. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that I, I, they've already hey. been absorbed into the ground. It's like nothing yeah, well, ever happened. I can't wait for uh, 17 years when you show up in my house again with the uh, fried cicadas or yeah. sauteed cicadas. Well, whatever you know, you that's why I told you you need to try them because you're not going to have them again for another 17 years. <laughs> you know what? I'll wait. I'm uh, good. You'll wait? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can wait too. It's, I'm okay with that. But yeah. Well, it's well, great to catch up with you, my friend, and uh, we'll keep an eye out. Weatherwise, still lots of summer to go, so I'm sure we'll be uh, we'll be watching and tracking a lot of action for the rest of the summer. Sure thing. Good talking to you, Tom. You, you are li you are listening to it's raining Mets. <laughs>